Hello, you're listening to Brazil Nuts, an insane journey through the world of Brazilian politics, with your host, Larissa Peixoto, political scientist, and Gareth Davis, the man who puts the extra into X-Men. Coming up on this episode, we do something that no one else has done in the past two decades and talk about Limp Biscuit. And also, Larissa teaches us how to beat political censorship in Brazil. Please remember to rate and review us wherever you rate and review podcasts. The internet, presumably. I doubt you're listening to this via a tin can and a piece of string. Although, if you are, please teach me your ways, because when the apocalypse comes, you're the wagon I want to hitch my wagon to. You don't hitch wagons to wagons, you hitch them to horses. I'm not calling you a horse, by the way. Unless you like being called a horse, in which case I am calling you a horse. I'm sure you're very lovely either way. Okay, thank you for listening. Sorry about the horse thing. Okay, I'm recording. I'm also going to record my backup. Backup, backup. Tell me what you're gonna do now. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. He was quite the lyricist. Was Fred Durst? It turns out a poet. A poet. Oh my god. With the limp biscuit, which I believe is, uh, yeah, I mean, is what really, they were called. That band name can. Mm. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's something that you don't hear enough of anymore, isn't it? Limp biscuit. No, just new metal in general. And aren't we? Uh, I mean, isn't 2020 horrible enough as it is? <laughs> Actually, that would be that would be so on brand for 2020, wouldn't it? <laughs> Honestly, if new metal made a comeback. <laughs> come, my lady, come, come, my lady. Be my oh, <laughs> God. Oh. Do you know, do you know, honestly, honestly, yeah. if Puddle of Mud oh, announced Jesus, a worldwide tour kicking off tomorrow. Did you hear about the thing about Vanilla Rice, by the way? No. Okay, right. So Vanilla exactly. Ice not is not exactly. Okay, right. Fine. So Vanilla Ice is gonna do a concert. Of course. Yeah. For a, it's, it's a weird loophole that is being exploited by Ice and his crew, and uh, basically what it is is that he can, uh, they can. You can't have concerts, you can't hold concerts there at the moment, but what you can do is you can open up a bar and you can go and attend bars and so on and so forth. Bars haven't shut. And so the venue they're playing in is technically a bar, even though it's actually not. It's got an open arena bit at the side of it. So Vanilla Ice is about to do a... Uh, concerts in Texas, and the capacity for this will be about 2,500 people. Oh 
my god. Are there legitimately 2,500 people who want to go and see Vanilla Ice anywhere in the world, let alone Texas? I mean, I know, I know people have been stuck inside all this time, right? And I know, I know people are getting cabin fever, going stir-crazy. They want to go out and they want to go and do stuff. But believe me, trust me, honestly, <laughs> listen to me now when I tell you, Vanilla Ice is not the answer. Okay? <laughs> Vanilla Ice Ice, baby. No, seriously, it's just... People who are go going ninja, to this go con- ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go, 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 go. People who are go. going to this concert are the people who are pandemic deniers, and right. they are the people who are going to kill somebody else's grandmother and or somebody else's mother and friend and sister and brother. You know, people who are in healthcare. People who don't have a choice but to go to work and and are now going to have to deal with all of these people who are just going to spread the virus. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing some idiot girl who went to a party and was begging forgiveness from I don't know who because her grandmother and her mother died from the coronavirus because she gave them coronavirus. They got covid and died and she, because she went to a party because she thought it was no big deal. It's one thing that I keep trying to explain to my parents because they keep wanting to go out and, you know, go grocery shopping. Specifically, they want to go to vegetable stores and buy fruit and veg. And, and my mom will go, but I'm careful. I'm like, I don't care. Other people aren't. Mm, that's very true. You don't know who's licked those melons before you've picked them up. Exactly. People are weird. They lick stuff. They do. We've seen the videos. Yeah, absolutely. People just licking melons all day long. No, there was a person who went to a store and started licking stuff. I don't remember what, but anyway. um, The fact that you brought up music, however, uh, however disgusting music... Um, how da- how dare you not appreciate the the lyrical mastery that is Limp Biscuit and, and Vanilla Ice the and plagiarist. Vanilla Ice, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen that interview with Vanilla Ice where he tries to defend the uh, the fact yeah, that they completely that he goes ripped he off has under an pressure? Note. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. That's theirs. Ours is It's the same fucking thing, you moron. So it is, you know, a good segue because this of knowledge will be about music. Oh about really? One... Yes. So oh. I thought it would be good. To do a nut of knowledge about protest music in Brazil. Protest music in Brazil is a really big deal because we've gone through several authoritarian periods that we've had to hide what we were talking about in our music. And there are several amazing examples of this. Uh, the most famous person to do this was Chico, is Chico Buarque, and he's very well known. Of course, there are some interviews of his that he goes, well, sometimes it was protest music, sometimes it was just a romantic song, and it didn't really have a hidden meaning. 
Um, so you have to really know which one is which. But today I want to talk about one spe specific song because, well, Brazil had censorship during the military dictatorship. So we had a dictatorship from 64 to 85. And during the worst bits of it, there was a lot of censorship and it was pre, uh, it was prior censorship. You had to send your songs or whatever material you were making, books, newspapers to the censors so they could, you know, take a look at it and go, yeah, that's all right. Or nope, that's not okay. Really? Yeah. So, because you, you have a very similar system with film classification now, where, yeah. let's say, for example, if you have an 18-rated film and you want to have it cut down to a 15-rated film, you send it to the, um, in Britain, it would be the BBFC, uh, and they would say, yeah, mm, you know, I mean, you can't drop that many F-bombs if you want to, you know... <laughs> If you want to get this through as a 12A, you're probably going to have to cut some out. And the editors will go, yep, okay, fine. And then they'll cut some out and then they'll send it back in for, for reclassification. Was it that kind of thing or was it more of a, was it more of a, no, you can't have specific political messages or so on. So yes, forth. it was very much, you can't have this, uh, you can't talk about this politician or you can talk about this politician in this way. One of the most famous songs about this is called Apesar de Você uh, by Chico Buarque, which literally translates to despite you or in spite of you. I know it well. Yeah. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Listen to it every day. And the you in the song is the dictatorship. And this one passed through uh, the censors because it sounds like a romantic song. Because mm. it, it, in the music, in the lyrics, he goes, in spite of you, I will wake up tomorrow. In spite of you, uh, tomorrow will be better. And he's talking about the dictatorship, but the censors, you know, to be fair, the censors were kind of dumb and lazy. <laughs> My favorite kind of censors. So was this, sorry, was this an intention? Yeah. Obviously, there were intentional ways that people would use then to try and get around the censors. Yes for that and so they yes. would disguise these songs books movies whatever yeah as something else with a hidden subtext underneath it of fight the power chuck d public yeah. enemy represent yeah yeah that's cool that's so cool <laughs> there are books that have just been released recently because they were censored They were told that they couldn't be published at all. Mm -hmm. So one of my favorite books I found out was actually part of a trilogy, a trilogy. And so the first book was actually to be released in 1975 and it wasn't uh, allowed to. And the second book was, and that was in 1986. And then he wrote the third book recently and all three have just come out in a similar, you know, formatting and edition and all of that. And it's by Inácio Loyola Brandão. One thing that happened often was newspapers, you'd buy newspapers and there would be cake recipes just in random Hang places on. because... Where, where, what? Cake recipes? Yes, because the censors had removed something and there was no time to write something else for the paper to come out. So, so the they editors... just put in a cake recipe? Yeah. Was the cake, did the cake recipe have like hidden meaning in it as well or at all? No, no, no. It was just there was no time. I mean, the news 
uh, whatever it was, so wasn't... it wasn't say, for example, three cups of bicarbonate soda and two cups of fuck the government. Then in that case, it was just definitely it was not. Just... It was just okay, to right, fill the space because uh-huh. the government had cut something that they didn't like. That they were like, okay, no, you can't talk about this. This is yeah, not something so... you are allowed to talk about. So there was going to be empty space. And so the editors would put in a recipe in its place. So you know that classic joke they have on comedy shows where one character completely loses the plot on a live television broadcast and they cut away straight away and there's like some sort of placard and some nice music saying technical problems happening. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. The cake recipe was the version of the technical problems then in yeah. that case. That's yeah, because you amazing. also couldn't. Yeah, you also couldn't add something saying censored, because that would have been censored. You know what you, we need. You know what we need yeah. to do. Genuinely, now this is what we need to do. We need to come up with a Brazil nuts cookbook, right? Which takes <laughs> all of those recipes. Yeah, I mean, those are all those news are archived. I, it's possible to find them. Here's what we need to do. Every once in a while, I'm not saying we should do this like as a regular feature, but every once in a while, we'll just try and make as many cakes as we possibly can within 30 <laughs> from minutes those recipes. from those, from those recipes. We can do that. Definitely. I will look, I will look up on the newspapers archives, the ones that yes. were around back then and see if I can find some cake recipes. Um, but I do want to talk about one specific song and one strategy that was used so this song is called Pesadelo which literally translates to nightmare this song is a very surprising song when you hear it because once I was listening to it I've always heard it I've always liked it it's a very powerful song but I was listening to it and I was like this is weird. How did this get through the sensors? This doesn't make any sense because, and I have it open here in front of me and I'm going to try to translate a little bit. It says, okay. it begins with, when a, when a wall divides, a bridge unites. If vengeance stares down, remorse punishes. You come and grab me. Someone comes and lets me go. You try through strength. It one day comes back. And if force is yours, one day it is ours. Now, one of my favorite verses are, two of my favorite verses are, you cut one verse and I write another. You arrest me alive and I escape dead. Bloody hell. So I was like, this is not, you know, something that would get through the censors easily. And this was performed by one of my favorite groups of all times. It's called MPB4, so MPB4. And at that time, it was very common to have composers and performers, not have performers who composed their own music. This was a singing group. So they had a lot of music that they did a cappella, so they had harmonies. Um, they still do, I mean, they're still around. So I checked and this was released in 1972. So I decided to, you know, dig a little and figure out how this made it through the censors. And this song is by two guys, Mauricio Tapajós and Paulo César Pinheiro. So I found an interview with Paulo César Pinheiro and he talks about how he, they did that. 
So he worked for a record label and he found out how it works. They got all of these recordings because the censors weren't accepting just the lyrics anymore. They thought, you know, in the recording, something fishy was going to get through. And you just sent a whole batch of recordings to the censors. So he went to the guys in MPB4 and said, would you record this? And they went, oh, this is never going to get through the censors. And he went, yes, it is. If it does, would you guys record it? And the guys in MPB4 said, yeah, sure. It's not, but we'll do it. So what he did was he got all of the albums from the record label, all of the romantic, tacky stuff, and he just slid the recording like the original track of Pesadelo in. And that's when you rely on the censors being dumb and lazy. And not actually checking. Yeah, they just assumed that it was a whole batch. I mean, they probably did assume that it was just a batch of romantic, tacky songs, which is a really just a particular brand of Brazilian music in itself. <laughs> and just the song got through, and MPB4 recorded it. Wow. And the composer, Paulo Cesar Pinheiro, says that this is the song that most marked that period for him, because apparently... Okay, I'm going to have to check something here. While you're doing that, I'm looking up the lyrics for uh, Limp Biscuits Rolling. Oh, Jesus. Um, would, you like, would you like me to read you some? No. Okay, good. It goes, hey ladies, hey fellas, and the people who don't give a fuck, all the lovers, all the haters, and okay, all the people I, I, that call themselves players. I've, hot I've mamas, looked it up. I'm done. Pimp daddies, and all the people rolling up in caddies. Hey rockers hip-hoppers, and everybody all around the world. Okay, can I finish? It's a, it's I'm a, almost done. It's a song, that, it's a song that, that's trying to unite people, is what I'm saying here. It's a sure. powerful message. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so he says in this interview that this song was one of the ones that was most striking to him at the time, that he was most proud of, because it was told to him that the people in the Araguaia guerrilla, in the jungle used it and to sort of amp up their spirits because it was one of the few, probably one of, you know, a handful of songs that didn't have much subterfuge at all. And interestingly enough, one of the people who was part of this guerrilla was President Dilma Rousseff. I knew, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I just knew it. Who do I know who's... Who's been involved in the guerrilla movement? Uh, uh, oh, it would be Dilma. Oh, oh, it was Dilma. There we yes. go. So yeah, amazing, so, brilliant. That is the story of how one very important song shaped, you know, a little bit of history in Brazil, and you know, Brazilian, an entire country for a while. Yeah, actually. and and you know, some Brazilian trick trickery there. I mean, getting... it wasn't really trickery, though, is it? It's more a case of these people are too <laughs> dumb to notice this. Yes. Honestly. Uh, yeah. Because you can't really rely on dictators to be smart. They they just rely on brute force. And when you need them to be smart, they really aren't. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's what I wanted to bring 
today to you and our listeners. Excellent. Because this is one of my favorite songs and I love this story. So, okay, that's our note of knowledge. Do you have any other questions? I don't know. No, okay. I think I think we're all good. I just want to point out though that if you if you are looking, obviously you can't trust dictatorships to be smart. But if you are looking for something that's intellectually challenging and can uh, you know satisfy your thirst for knowledge, I would honestly suggest looking up Link Biscuit lyrics on Google. I knew it's, you oof. were gonna say that. I I was really hoping you were gonna say check out our previous episodes if you haven't listened to them. Oh yeah, you could do that too as well. Yeah. And also follow us. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. Where are we at? Yo. We are at Twitter. Uh-huh. At Brazil Nuts Pod. Uh-huh. Uh that is pretty much the main one, but you can also follow us at Facebook. Say what? At Brazonuts Pod, you can follow us on the YouTube at Brazonuts Pod. Preach. But we also don't use that very much. Um, no, we don't. And we have a Gmail account. Yes. Brazonutspod at gmail.com if you want to send us anything. Uh, we also have a Ko-Fi account if you want to send us any money. Which you don't have to, by the way. You don't have to no. at all. No, you don't have to. And if if you're going to donate and you have to pick one thing to donate to... It should be us, obviously. Donate to Black Lives Matter or any other sort of similar movement in your country. Donate to people who are starving because of the pandemic mm-hmm. and are homeless because of the pandemic or any other similar reason. And yeah, yeah. that is our message. But also... If you've already done that and you're thinking, well, I've still got cash to burn and at this point, let's face <laughs> it, I mean, who needs another pair of Air Jordans? Then by all means, <laughs> throw us a couple of bucks and I can buy myself a pair of Air Jordans. And No, he will not do that. Oh. We will probably get my me a microphone. So he has to stop editing out the humming of my computer. Hmm. Or just, you know, I'll keep the humming of the computer and just, you know. No. No Air Jordans. Those are sneakers, okay. right? Yes, they are. Yes. Yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, remember, move in, move out, and throw your hands up and throw your hands down. <laughs> Good night. God bless. Take care. Stay safe. Thank you for uh, listening. You Stay at home. And thank you for Wear listening. Wear your masks. Indeed. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. What are you doing? I was I was not doing the rolling dance from Limp Biscuits rolling at all whatsoever. Brazil Nuts is an effort by Larissa Peixoto and Gareth Davis. We'd like to thank Vosta Zelinski for our graphic design. We'd also like to thank the essential workers for keeping us safe. And you, as well, our listeners. We seriously couldn't do it without you guys, so thank you. And you're very unlike a horse. Except for the good bits. The good bits of the horse you're exactly like. Strong. Powerful. Equine. Okay, bye.
Okay, I have to do this without breaking my computer. Jesus Christ. Shut up. Okay. Do you know those sounds that they have in cartoons where you get two characters in that fight thing where they collide and then there's a big ball of smoke that surrounds them and, you know, there's, you know, all the kind of like crash, bang, wallop kind of sound things going on. Yes. That's basically the sounds you're making now. I am a cartoon fight. Yes. Yes, you will. You are. shut up now. Okay. I will not be mocked for trying to make a good podcast. <laughs>